0: God of the universe, maker of the stars, who am I that you
1: would know my name? All right, everybody, welcome back to me, back to the show after being gone last week. <laughs> welcome back, me. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. Um, warm welcome. Really feel it all through the... Through the the interwebs and the the frequencies and all that. Thank you very much. Anyway, episode number 31, it's 31 episode. Um, It's May 1st, it's the 23rd day of the Omer. Um, There's five other things we were just talking about right before we started this, which is why we were kind of like, what's going on? Um, But then again, do we ever really know what's going on? So welcome back to Life on Purpose. I'm glad to be back. i listened I did in fact listen to the program last week, so very oh. well done, guys. I'm glad to know that you you've got this in my absence. it was it was fantastic.
2: did you just say that, that. we I could know. actually do this without your presence?
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I said actually Ooh,
0: maybe not at bad. least
1: if I did, it wasn't in my mind
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was good. it was really good, okay. <laughs>
0: He said,
1: There's nothing like starting an episode with a shovel in a deep hole. So. In humility.
2: Now we're going to
3: get out of this thing. Yeah. But that's
1: about all I got, you know, as far as uh, leading okay. into this one. That's, that's where my skill ends.
2: Okay, well, since since we've come to the end of Daniel, um, we will will move on from there. Uh, But, uh, okay, guys, I I, I did something that I normally don't do, okay? And that is give you guys any kind of a clue of what we're really going to be talking about. So I sent out a a question just a little while ago, and it's based upon last week's uh, where we ended up. We were talking about this thing called worship. And um, you know, not not just not just being in the river and building yourself kind of like like a little you know little enclosure around it to where you can say I'm in the river but I I'm remaining dry, but uh, actually diving in and getting like you know totally soaked and wet. But uh, we, we kind of came out of there with form versus function, and I think that in order to to maybe answer what this is in the context of worship maybe we could try something outside of the context of worship and i think that uh daniel you you had somewhere to run with that
1: yeah i think i have an idea and um yeah <laughs> never mind oh good anyway so the thought i have i'm in the construction world doing <laughs> okay. stop laughing you're gonna make me laugh And in the construction world, there, you don't have to look very far at all to find something that is form over function. Um, One prime example that is easy for for me to spot or anybody who has any construction and design to spot is when there are rafters and beams that are decorative. Um, This happens all the time up here, especially with like reclaimed lumber. People love the look of the reclaimed wood. Um, you know, just that real, uh, like got lots of patina to it, lots of character. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no, you know, these, these things are usually being installed into houses that are already built. Um, it already has all the frame of the house, all the framing's done, all the supports done, everything like that. And so you're simply adding something aesthetic. And so beyond that, what they'll do sometimes is instead of using a full solid timber, they will slice a layer off the bottom uh-huh. and then they'll slice the layer off the side of each side and then they reconstruct it. And so you're left with a a U, and that U is less than half the weight of the original beam. And so mm-hmm. it makes it much easier to work with, um, easier to install all those things. But <clears throat> so it, it gives the idea that it is support. It's huge. It's it's super beefy. You walk in, it's got this presence in the in the room, um, depending on how many you put in there, you know, it can really have a really good effect, but they're totally useless. They do absolutely nothing. But they're made to look like they do something. You walk in this house and it's like, wow, those are holding this whole place up. But then if you have just a you know a little bit of experience, then you just identify, no, those are totally useless, but they look super cool. And there's stuff like that all over the construction world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I was just told by a friend of mine uh, that he installed a bunch of gold-plated doorknobs. And he's never been more careful with a doorknob in his life. Like, I can just imagine him, like, surrounding the entire door with pillows. You know, he's wearing the... the they send rubber oh. gloves, like latex gloves, with the doorknobs because gold it scuffs really easily yeah uh, it scratches really easy because it's a very soft metal it looks super nice but i mean <laughs> would make the worst doorknob in the world yeah. <laughs> oh my god mm. uh,
2: i guess you could sell it in bad times but you know who, it's true it's yeah, true it's, i mean you would actually doorknob. have
1: some <laughs> You'd have okay. some tangible value in your home there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Something of worth. Something yeah, I, worth. I'll take uh, I'll, I'll take peanut butter and toilet paper over that anytime. Mm-hmm. Um So <laughs> your word is aesthetics, Dave. Oh, so
3: I now realizing kind of where you're going with this. That that's literally me and Ryan's job day in and day out. You're talking about construction, but we are the front line before it gets to you, where you're building it we are trying to understand, we'll have a client come in and they'll want the list of things that they would want, like to do Is we'll go for something totally from scratch and just from there, go from it. And what's always been the funniest thing is, and I'm assuming, Daniel, you've heard the same thing, I want all this in 2,000 square feet. And you're like, that's not ever going to happen. <laughs> you need way less bedrooms. Nope, you're not going to have any room for this, 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 this. Because you, because the things that are forgotten, because everyone focuses on bedrooms and the kitchen and the bathroom, like they only focus on that, but they don't realize there's hallways. You gotta have hallways, you gotta have open spaces for certain areas or to allow for things to breathe and go into. So I'm talking a little bit more about that form, but then the function of, okay, are you gonna be able to actually store stuff here? What about mm-hmm. storage closets? <laughs> like have we totally forgotten that you're need things to store in and have things to be able to st- uh, stow away and hide away because you're not going to want to put a shed on there. And then there's some places that don't even allow that. So all those ideas you have to be with a client, you have to work with to go, okay, have we really considered, have you considered every possible avenue? Because we're going to try to take care of this now before they talk to Daniel. Then Daniel goes, um, oh, so you want a storage closet? Well, there's not enough space. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I <laughs> figured this out before.
0: <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, as
3: you're talking, Daniel, I've I saw you chuckling yeah. and that's kind of why I was chuckling because yeah, it's a day in and day out thing almost almost all the time. That's true.
2: Okay. So Ryan or yeah, Ryan, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a cheat sheet. Okay. okay. I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it look like you're an old guy with dementia. Okay. Okay, that needs a cheat sheet. Gotcha. Um you told me about something the other day. I was just thinking about this. A shower. That has a 15 foot tall ceiling? Yes. That would be form over function. Yes.
4: <laughs> I mean, it depends on what your function is. If you want a lot of headroom, you know what I mean? Maybe you're just a really tall guy. That might be functional. You know, that might, that might be very yeah. useful to you.
2: Yeah. If, you, if you're, if you're inviting over the Nephilim of the last days. Uh, no, I just. Did you think of anything else? I think of anything else.
4: Um, oh shoot, it, it, that was that's kind of a difficult one. Um, I think the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head, actually, and it just comes from I always like pulling from my experiences,
0: mm-hmm.
4: if you will. Um, so maybe I'll I'll approach it from a different. Um, Perspective. Let's approach it from the other way. Um, function being superseding form, the 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 ultimate end result, I guess. Um, so I'm a watch collector. That's okay. one of the things that I in, enjoy doing. Um, and I'm actually wearing the perfect one for this today. Uh, this is a Bulova Lunar Pilot.
0: Oh.
4: Famously worn by Dave Scott on uh, Apollo 15 to mm. uh, what's the second moon landing, mm. okay? It Sweet. was built to replace the uh, Omega Speedmaster. And the reason it didn't replace it was because of previously conceived notions about what would last in space and come to find out those previously conceived notions were true. And on his third exfil from the lunar module, the Omega Speedmaster broke. Hmm. And he happened to have this watch with him. Now why is that important? Well, you've only got so much oxygen when you're standing on the moon. Yeah. And so you cannot you have to time especially certain activities depending on depending on how strenuous those are. You have to time how long you're outside of the module and how far the distance you are away from it so therefore more than just telling you that you know back somewhere back on earth it is you know 11 pm or so forth it's a timer you can see that i don't know if you can see the hand moving but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so you can time you have the function of time so that it will save your life uh this was also famously used the omega itself was used with apollo 11 coming back to earth All of the um, thruster um, on the uh, return module, all the thrusters failed, the automatic thrusters. So they actually had to use the Omega Speedmaster and time it, I think it was exactly 15 and a half seconds between each button push. And if they timed it wrong, they would have sent the module off into, not into orbit. They would have never returned home. Wow. But for one man's watch. Hmm. So, therefore, we see the form of the watch, but the function of a life-saving device.
2: Hmm. So, so both answer. the form and the function are important. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. you, exactly. you must have you must have a form that leads to the function. The and in order for the function to 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 be the purpose. Uh, well, let's put on that word. The purpose. Yes. Yeah. It The form has to be something that will stand up to what yes. the function is going to be. Yes. Okay. So let, let me bring in mind, I did this on this past Shabbat. I actually have a message I'm going to be taping, recording tomorrow on this, It'll be available on my website, to Uh Shameless plug there. But uh, <laughs> so, the how about a house versus a home? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know a number of people in real estate. I used to be in real estate. I was a realtor in Alaska. Um, and I, I, said this past Shabbat at our at life assembly, if you put, uh, you have two, two houses and, um, you have, they're both exactly the same, absolutely the same. Both of them, you know, the lots look exactly the same, everything. Okay. Down to the, the, where the bricks are in the, in the front yard. But in front of and the price is the same. But in front of you, one of them you put house for sale, and in front of the other one you put home for sale. Which one sells first?
4: Mm, that's an interesting point.
2: Yeah. So our uh, the two realtors in our in our congregation both uh, agreed that the the one that says home. But the truth is, you can't buy a home. Mm-mm. People mm-hmm. buy a house thinking they're buying a home. So the house is the form, but the function is when you move in and make it become the home. Now, mm-hmm. let's seg- Let's use that as a crazy little turn into what does this all have to do with worship? Form versus function of worship. Anybody want to try that one first? Hmm.
4: So oftentimes I think in worship, some people get maybe too focused on focusing on one type of form. And we kind of touched on this last week. You know, what music is playing so that I can worship with just that music when it's so much more than that and i think in order to understand the form you have to understand the function what is the function of worship well the ultimate function at least in my opinion and i'm sure you guys will have some comments on this but is to elevate the status and the glory of our creator wow and music is just one of the ways that you can do that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, mm. I know I brought this up on the show before—the uh, difference in my and my definitions of praise and worship. Praise being outward expression, worship being inward engagement. Um, worship is is so much more than, than just music, like you guys talked about last week, like, you're, like we're talking about now. Um, yeah. Worship is, let's see, music is worship. Prayer is worship. Um, obedience is worship. You know, Abraham said, you know, the boy and I will go up and we will worship. You know, he was talking about his, but they weren't, you know, there's no music involved. There was really not even any prayer involved that was recorded. It was all about obedience. And so all these things are worship. I can be at work, not listening to anything, just doing my job, worshiping him. If I, like you're saying, you know, elevate him by engaging my spirit with his, by, um, you know, shifting my mindset to to him and realizing that everything I do should be unto him. And I think that, Something I've seen people struggle with, including myself, is limiting what worship is to what we are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Like this person is more comfortable with music and with singing. And so that is their worship, not realizing that this the person sitting next to them, um, they are more comfortable with uh, the scripture, scripture reading and study. And that is their worship. And so I say comfortable because though both of those things are worship, one of them can sometimes negate the other. Like if someone says I'm more comfortable with music, they will use that unintentionally I've seen as an excuse to not be as engaged with the other thing, with the, with the prayer and with the, the study. Mm -hmm. And so it's, Mm -hmm. it's about recognizing that we are each made differently. One person is going to be able to engage in worship with study easier than another, but should also leave themselves open and realizing that all those things are worship.
3: Well, I think if I may jump off of that, then I think that I was looking at it from most of the same perspective, you just were talking about Mike of uh, what's the difference between a house or a home. I think that we can absolutely in typical without Negating what you just said, Daniel, about there's many different types. Uh, maybe I could say forms how people can be in worship. There's definitely lots of them. I wanted to just uh, just compartmentalize. Just just for instance, like what we did two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> two weeks ago, we we're up there in a worship service, and like, what's the difference between musicians on a stage playing in front of people, two different places? And, like, like just using your exact same example, Mike, of two different locations, the exact same thing, musicians are there on a stage, there's lights, people are playing, what's the difference between worship service and a music festival, music thing? What's the difference? And yeah, I concert. would argue it's, yeah, concert, that's a better, better word for it, a concert. And we've been to those, I know, I think everyone has been to those kind of festivals, like, what does that look like? What is the difference? And I would argue it's the... Just like in a home, it's the people that move into the home. It's how the people are responding and how how invested they are in that and not in the band, but in the father. Like we said, worship is the focus of him. It's a like, Brian, you were just talking about that. And that's what I would argue is that is the difference between both of those. And I think that too many times, and I've definitely been guilty of this, is uh, let me make sure I'm thinking this right, is the function of. So when we go play at some place is to is to allow an atmosphere allow worship allow worship to take place and to be a uh to lead in that sometimes though as me is a lot of times on the production side and that i like to look at how much function can i bring to this yeah. can i bring words can i bring lights can what kind of sound can i get i'm thinking about all that other stuff and i have to remember and i think mike has seen this a few times for me that I have to go, that's it. There's no more other function that can be brought to this. Mm-hmm. That's not going to lead people into a deeper level of worship. It's done. There's no more time. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in reality, that's what we have to have that conversation of, okay, I'm done. Last week, I talked about how there's just a lot of this production stuff. They're do a great job, but we can't get so lost in those Functions that we bring that we lose sight of what the, of what our actual intent is to be there for, or I think I just switched those
2: words around. You know, I'm sorry. Daniel and I had a acquaintance, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Daniel and I had acquaintance a number of years ago that uh, was on a professional worship team. Mm-hmm. And um, they'd gotten so burnt from that, that they literally walked away from it for quite some time. Because she said, you know, they would, she would see the people say, okay, now, when you put the camera on me, make sure that I have my hands raised in this manner. You, you know, mm-hmm. turn the camera off. Mm-hmm. Because you're there for the wrong reason. Um at you know, worship, y- you can negate everything about worship when you make it about yourself.
3: I think that's the point. Right. If yes. if if at any point during that function you are switching and making it all about you, you got a problem. And you gotta you gotta check yourself. I think you're actually well, hitting on something
1: big there. And that that's like the ultimate form. Oh, sorry, the ultimate version of form versus function. Our we, like our bodies, what we operate in is the form and our spirit is the function. You know, in in the construction, like it, the the house itself would be the form, and then the home would be the function. You know, the the house, the shell, mm-hmm. is is what you see. That's the form. It's what you can make really beautiful and paint it all manner <laughs> all manner of colors. Um, and then the function is what is really holding it together and making it a place that someone can actually live in and so for us you know our bodies our, our ligaments our movements our bones this is our form you know our vocal cords in this instance that lets us produce this music that is the form and without that form our function the spirit would have nothing in this world to actually pr- produce because we're still in this physical body this mm-hmm. this earthly body um, but when you when you make it all about the form like we're saying then you are totally robbing it of the function. And this is kind of a little different take on what you were just saying, Dave, when you put the the focus on the form of our bodies, then the function of the spiritual aspect is, is tapered away.
2: Well, you know, I'm thinking about let's take Hollywood stars that spend all of their fame and fortune on making the, their form, you know, Trying to become ageless, uh, you know, Botox City kind of thing. But in essence, uh, when you actually, a, a friend of mine in Tallahassee we used to work in Hollywood, and he said to me one day, he says, "You know, all these people you see," he said, "they're broken people. They're totally broken because they're trying to 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 produce this form." in their, their outward appearance and all those things, but inside they're just a total wreck. You know, I've, in in traveling through uh, 25 years now of traveling, I've stayed in some absolutely beautiful houses that I couldn't wait to leave the next morning. In fact, I I just was, would just as soon have, have left that night. Um, I I have one in, in mind that, um, you know, I was invited to come and speak at someone's house and um, I, I just about walked out and just said, I'll go get a hotel. It was that bad. Uh, the, the insults and the, the spirit of the whole, the whole place and the, the dynamics of the people, the, the, the family there. And then on the other hand, I've stayed in some very humble places and it was like, you know, I could hang out here for a long time. Because it's the people, it's the people that make the difference. And that is the, 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 the function is when the people enter into their form and all those forms come together, kind of an orchestra as an orchestra, Ryan, I mean, could you, could you kind of, would, would that be something explainable in your
4: context? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually remember I had an experience with this actually in orchestra, speaking of orchestras.
2: Yeah, I thought it, um, made
4: it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a youth symphony. And, you know, the thing about a symphony is it's easy because there's a lot of people there
0: mm-hmm.
4: to sometimes say, well, I don't need to put in as much practice because nobody's hearing just me. Right. Mm-hmm. The fallacy of that is if everyone in the orchestra is thinking that very quickly the quality of that orchestra will begin to erode. Wow. And it was actually quite interesting. Uh, there was a, the conductor was kind of smart to the youth's ways, if you will. And so he had us all playing as a, as a whole. And uh, then he was like, okay, let's do an exercise. And I'm going to go to each individual musician and ask you in front of the orchestra to play your part. Mm. By yourself. Nice. And it became very apparent who was functioning at their highest form, <laughs> right? <laughs> and also whose form was not at its highest function. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uh, we around real quick here. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yes, that's. It's
4: important that all back to the watch analogy, you know, had that watch that was timing those thrust of that return module had they said, oh, it's not important for us to make this where it actually ticks perfectly. You got to think 15 and a half seconds per thrust, 15 and a half seconds. Mm -hmm. So it at least has to be good enough. And if you're off by even a margin that begins to compound on itself and compound on itself Mm -hmm. and pretty soon somebody's sloppiness in the workshop turns into lives being lost elsewhere because their tools were not up to where they should be. So therein it it goes back to all those parts working, having to work and consort together in their highest function to create what should be Hmm. ultimately.
2: Interesting.
1: Was it? Was it on the show or somewhere else recently? It may, it may have been somewhere else that the, the concept of the weakest link, you know, the chain, the chain is only as strong as the weakest link. Um, you know, the the example of just meaning you got, you have a piece of chain, you're trying to do something with it and it's not going to be the strongest link that breaks. It's going to be the weakest one, but the weakest one is going to make the whole chain useless essentially. Yes. And I think this is what Paul was talking, I think it was Paul, when he was saying, whoever the author was, of doing everything as unto the father. Mm -hmm. Because if you do it that way, then you're going to be what you're talking about, Ryan, you're going to be that person in the orchestra that is putting in the work necessary to make sure that your part can be relied upon. Mm Mm-hmm. Same thing with the watches and and all this. And so if we view our lives that way, if we view whatever we do that way, whatever our occupation is our day to day lives. um, Anything like that, if we view it through the lens of I need to make sure that I can be relied upon, not just I just don't want to be the weakest link like that is not the that's not the mindset you want to have, though it's better than not caring at all, I suppose. But viewing it that i am a link in this chain and i don't want to be the one that breaks i don't want to be the one that causes all these things to to unravel and fail because of me and if you view it that way then if everyone would to view it that way then you would have an indestructible chain that could achieve anything that it was put to the task to it's like everybody has that tool that one tool That one thing that they get like every time something's broken for all rednecks, it's duct tape and zip ties.
3: (laughs) Exactly.
1: But but that one thing that you're like, okay, if I if I take this out, we're done. It's 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 as good as over. (laughs) And that's why we should be in the hands of the father. It's like, okay, I'm going to bring out this group of people to get this job done because I know that they are a strong uh, thing for me to for me to use in this situation.
3: To piggyback off what you're saying there, Daniel, that that's something that it was always it's always been really cool to we don't see each other as often as I wish we did. And whenever we get up and get to play, it seems like it, that chain analogy, it just works. And it's like, what? This is so cool. <laughs> we kind of know where because every musician has a different ebb and flow. And you kind of figure out how they like to transition, how they want to do things. And you kind of just start to develop and you figure that out because play with a few different people not just in our band but kind of hopped around and played with some people and as the back end of music as a bass player you just kind of have to like okay how are you what do you do how do you like this and then there's this thing that I'm wanting to get on that leads back to this discussion of how much faith do I have in you who's leading who's leading this entire Mm -hmm. I guess ensemble how much faith do I have that you are going to glue me in when okay we didn't have a lot of time. I'm gonna clue y'all in if something is about to go down or change. Or like we had last time where we have a MD microphone where you have that, hey, we're gonna go, we're going back to bridge. Hey, we're going back to here. Hey, full stop. We're actually gonna hang out here for a little bit. We're just gonna be we don't need to play no more. We just need to just be silent, just chill right in this that moment like we had two weeks ago, we're just at that moment of just just need something lingering, just that moment. I think that goes back to the audience as well. Because, again, they're active participants in this entire thing. It's not just us. We're not just putting on a show. If they're actively participating, there's that worship. There's that real worship aspect there. And I know that's a part of our jobs is to not to convince, but to, I guess, uh, what, what, what's the right word? The, the word has escaped me. But it's to just encourage, maybe. And I think that if you have just a few, and we talked about this last episode, it it can only take one. Mm-hmm. To actually break out of just the mundane or just not doing anything mm-hmm. and just staying dry, staying dry, and actually jump in to just get fully immersed, it can start a cascade of men of just it just goes throughout the room. And I think there's this, um, whenever this has happened, there's always been this amazing faith that people, not just in faith in the Father, but faith of people that they're around other people. So there's this vulnerability that then shows itself. And there's people just letting hurt and pain finally exit. And that's some. Well, that's one of those things that's truly amazing mm. is seeing people that have been just so bound up almost. And then that release that happens is truly unbelievable. But there's that faith thing that happens. The musicians have to have faith in each other. Then the participants have to have faith too in the father above and it, with each other that they're not going to be, not made fun of, but just in that way of faith in each other that they're able to be vulnerable, and I think that's that's where it really gets really really cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Let and, me let me spin this one. I'm not sure how to word this uh, because I'm not sure if it's form or function that I'm that I'm going to, but I want to use a couple of different analogies here. Um, you know, we were we were merci merci without mercy kidding uh, without mercy kidding daniel about uh taking last week off and he had a a great excuse but um that's all it was an excuse not a real reason but was, you know <laughs> let him off with it anyway but uh, excuse. No, he had he had a, he had a reason for uh being off and um thing is i, I talked to uh, my my wife daniel's mom just uh before we got on the program and um you know me and Daniel had to do the program a couple of times without you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Last week, we had to do it without Daniel. And those programs were good, but there was something missing. You know, mm-hmm. we have a four four squared uh, mm-hmm. something here. And when one of those squares is missing, it's evident. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think we all bring something to the table But uh, we don't want to bring our weakest self to the table any week. Mm -hmm. So uh, that that being said, let me take you to somewhere else. Two analogies. Uh, Daniel, you brought up both of them. Was the the gold doorknobs and the chain. So what if we made a chain? And uh, this chain had a function of holding up something that if it breaks, it's going to go off the side of a cliff. And it's going to be destruction and death. And so we decide that we're going to use this chain. But one of the links, we're thinking, wow, this, now this is the link. This, this link is the most beautiful link on the whole chain. I mean, it's gorgeous. You hold out this chain and everyone is looking at that Mm. chain going, "I, I don't even see the chain. I see just this one link. And and this must be the most most incredible functioning chain that's ever been made, and so we decide to use this chain based upon that one beautiful link, only to find out that that one link is made of solid gold. Mm-hmm. Good. For those that don't know, gold is a very uh, a very weak metal. It may be beautiful on the outside. It may be valuable in many ways, but it is not something you would want to use to make a chain that has strong links. So is it possible that we can, in our desire to worship, we can elevate what we think is the most beautiful link, which in turn is actually the weakest link. Mm. You remind me. Go ahead, Ryan. You you remind me um,
4: recently we went to a, um, it used to be called Lunch and Learn. Now there's no lunch. Uh, So it's just a learner, (laughs) I suppose. Um, Back to school. Back to school, yeah. Um, But it's a, uh, actually he's one of the top three rabbis in the world. uh, comes up to Blue Ridge and he'll teach an hour long class on the Torah. And uh, this particular one, uh, the first time I'd been actually, he brought a rabbi with him. And this particular rabbi spoke kind of on this very subject actually, which is Mm -hmm. interesting. And it started off by saying it was a passage out of a book uh, and the, the passage read, and I'm gonna paraphrase, when you are reciting the Shema or when you are reading the Torah, Do so diligently and fervently uh, and not as some passive thing, you know, like, Mike, you would know, you know, especially, you know, setting the alarms, doing it every day, but you do it with a reverence. You don't just do it. Oh, you know, Shema Israel Adonai, you know, kind of thing is this flippant, like, oh, it's time to pray over the food, you know, over the lips and through the gums, you know, like, (laughs) you know, you do it with a a level of reverence. But it it followed that up. It said all these things, you know, do this with reverence and, and not flippantly. But also don't be wicked. And he he paused and he goes, This is an interesting turn of phrase because it says all of these things, do this, you know, with reverence, uh, be diligent in doing this, but also don't be wicked. Well, these are two very drastic things. Why did why did it not say, Do this, be diligent in your observance, and be righteous? Mm. Right? What it was referring to is this idea of the middle ground the idea that you are not a wicked person right you are trying to do the things of god but you are also not moses (laughs) if you will yeah and in that becoming a link if you will in in the chain with your brothers and sisters Because one would have to ask, I would say, if we wanna paint this picture of the, the chain with the one golden link, as perfect as that golden link may be, is it up to the task of the links surrounding it? Does it fit well in that chain? So if you are listening, and maybe God has put you in a position or in a place uh, or with, through certain difficulties, we might say of testing, it may be so that you are an iron link, to do things iron is meant to do, and not a golden link that's just there for jewelry. I hope that makes yeah, some sort to, of to sense. To do things
2: that gold is supposed to do. Exactly. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, so it's not yeah, against we're not the
4: gold. Yeah. No, we're, we're not attracting. Yeah. 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 From either one. Mm-hmm.
1: It's sure. just like what Paul talks about in First Corinthians, uh, eleven or twelve. One of those where he's he's talking about all the various gifts, <clears throat> and some of those gifts are healing and prophecy mm-hmm. and all these things, and then some of them are gifts in administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's <is> right. um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, which is not necessarily it's it's one of the least seen, but it was it merit it has enough merit to it that it was mentioned in the scripture. Um, but, you know, again, to go along with this, this thing, um, Ryan, I love what you were saying last week, the, the example in first Chronicles with, um, the scene where they are, uh, in the, uh, the people were worshiping while the music was playing. And I think that what has happened so much in our day is that people have focused on the musicians and they have put the musicians as the golden link which is completely reversing the form and function like because you know based on that scripture verse the musicians should be basically the unnecessary background stuff right and the worship is the ultimate form of it but it's become like i can't worship unless there's music i can't worship unless i'm listening to worship music yeah and so um it's just as i'm thinking about it and as i was thinking about what you were saying It's almost like a dream of mine. I can't wait for the day when you go to a conference, you go to one of these places, and you look at the the schedule, the bulletin, and it says, you know, two o'clock to three o'clock or whatever, two o'clock to whatever um, worship, you know, praise and worship, and you go in there, and it's silent, and for a solid hour there is just worship and there's no music playing there's nothing but it's just a time to come together and worship that i think is going to be when we've really got it Mm. because it's not about it's not about the music the music is a it's a it's a tool the music is a tool to help people to break down some walls to to use that you know music is powerful for sure god created it and that's one of the main one of the biggest purposes for it is in ties with worship and obedience and sacrifice and all these things. But it is, it is a tool to help with it. It is not, it is not the worship itself. And so I can't wait for the day that that happens where people are so well versed with and, and um, just do it so much that you could just come together, fall on your face and there's the King right there. Nothing needed. Just go.
2: David, if you don't mind, let me just, because I I forget things easier than you do. Um, (laughs) Are you saying a time that we don't need the form in order to be the function? Yep.
1: That's
0: it.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: David? Okay. (laughs) Right. See, like that, yeah, I hear you're saying there. I do think, though, in that. I absolutely love that dream as well, because I think that a lot of times people like to think that, oh, well, yeah, you like. I, we talked about this a couple times, but if I have not said this, then we're going to say it right here. There are times where if the schedule dictates, oh, between this time and this time to, to play, I, I can't tell you how many times I know we've all been like, nah, that's not happening. <laughs> and it's like in the middle of it, like, no, we're not doing it this way. Like, this is not happening. Like, this is something else is happening and like we do we are not here because we're trying to make ourselves famous. and if like and again, like I mentioned before, there was a moment where it was just silent and it was very, very was like the mute noise was just barely there and it was just like there's just nothing. and it, a lot of times those could be some of the most powerful. I do think that you find though that in the midst of that, there's always this, unity that comes out of it and sometimes just song breaks out because uh again i said this last week and ryan i I feel like we're having our friday night conversations now being broadcast live at this point (laughs) because i tell you we talked about this where um i have a saying music is funny because music you don't it can hit one person and it just totally goes past the other person because music is emotion um It's not because it has to be like their guitar, drums, all this. There's so many instruments out there that create this sound and it's emotion. And when it locks in, sometimes for some people it hits and some people it doesn't. And sometimes there's this massive unity thing that happens where it's just everybody. And they might have never heard the song ever in their life, but there's something about it. Or I'll challenge you when he's listening. Have you ever listened to a song that was not in your native language, but you heard it Mm -hmm. and were weeping? Mm
0: -hmm. And you're Mm -hmm.
3: like, I have no idea what they're talking about, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I know what they're talking about.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And it's like, it's unbelievable that it, it can transcend language. It just reaches out. It's really is. It's funny, but it's really interesting how much music can affect us. And so we, we harp on that a lot because, well, there's a lot of us here musicians. So that's us exclude you, Mike. I'm sorry. But anyways, <laughs> sorry, I had to do that goodness. a little bit there. <laughs> but I, I find it very funny because our biggest desire is to not be up there playing. That's what's wild. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes to think that's that, true. oh, we want to be up there and just ripping it up and just doing all these amazing solos. Yeah, they have their place, but not there and then. Yeah, then we would much rather put them down and just join in mm-hmm. with y'all. And sometimes yeah, we've been there where sometimes y'all force us to stay up there, and that's that's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. Where we're like, yeah, we'll join in with what y'all are singing, and we'll just add the background noise. Yeah. We can Revive. do that. But yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Revived. And exactly right. Young people, Kent Mashiach, y'all did it too. So if y'all are listening, y'all were y'all were pretty imp- impressive. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Who, so you don't don't ever distract from yourself. Like that that whole idea of being the weak link, like you talk about the gold chain or the one out of iron, that sometimes will cross my mind as well. And that you're you're starting to steep into a territory that you should not be thinking of because you have to realize no matter what, if you just focus on the father, you're serving the purpose of why you're there. Mm-hmm. And that means you are falling into the form of what you're doing. Serving what it's supposed to be. So if that's all that matters, then that's it. Done. Boom. <laughs> you're good to go. Don't get too caught up in the whole, well, am, am I really here to really achieve this? Then you're thinking wrong. Go back to what the father, what where you and the father are at. And I guarantee you he is wanting to talk to you about some stuff that you've been like, I'm begging, I need an answer about something. He's like, Yeah, I'm ready to talk, but you're you're trapped in your own mind thinking about all these things that really don't matter. Come talk to me. Like, yeah. oh, it's amazing seeing people when they actually do that
0: yeah.
3: in a in a worship environment, or even outside of that, it's even even more impressive. I've had that. I know everyone else has had that too. It doesn't have to be in a worship event.
2: Like well, you know, yeah, place to start. That leads to the last thing, because we've got about 10 minutes, guys. <clears throat> Every time we talk about worship, we end up in the context of music. However, mm-hmm. as as Daniel um Went off. He's heard a teaching I've done uh, about a hundred times now. That um, the first time the word worship is used in scripture is in Genesis chapter 22. And it says in verse 5 Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go there, worship, and return to you. Mm. Now, that word in Hebrew is, I believe that's the third time that that word is used in Hebrew, uh, though that's the first time that I know of that it's, it's translated worship. The first time that it's used is in uh, Genesis chapter 18, verse 2, he raised his eyes and looked. There in front of him stood three men. On seeing them, he ran from the tent door to meet them, prostrated himself to the ground. The word there, prostrated, is the same word yeah. as is translated mm-hmm. worship in neither one of those cases is there any mention of music Mm -hmm. so what we typically go to in the context of the word worship is absent from the basis of the context of the word worship Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. indeed I think that Dave you said something uh, in a In what you were saying, you said um, you might hear a song in a different language and -hmm. connect to it. I would put forth that one reason that you connect with it is because the spirit in which it is sung. And if it is sung in a spirit of worship, which is going back to what you say, Mike. Then that is when you connect with it because you are connecting to the spirit, you know, deep calling to deep. I recall being in Michigan and playing at a congregation there, and a gentleman of um, Latin American or, uh, origin came up to me and asked me if he could see my guitar, he wanted to know what guitar I played. So I showed it to him, and he, he then asked if he, if I would mind if he played me a song. And um, little did I know that he had spent many years at the conservatory, uh, musical conservatory in Mexico, I believe it was, uh, for classical guitar. And he had written this song completely in Spanish called Mi Corazón. But he sang it. And I almost immediately began to weep. Mm. It was unbelievable. I mean, it was the worship, the spirit filled the room. Just with this song. So therein again, was it the music or was it the spirit of the man? the spirit of worship that he had and that that was music was just the conveyance upon which he could impart that to me and welcome me into that space with him, if you will.
3: We also, we're bringing up biblical scenarios, by the way, I was just thinking about, remember the Red Sea, after they've been saved from the Egyptians, they grabbed their instruments, essentially, and started just being at praise. I don't know if that same word is found there. I would be interested to see if it was because wait, way there's not there's no prostrating, but it was a very jubilant time for them, especially.
2: Well, it means to yeah. kind of bring forth or throw forth or th- there's many meanings to that. Mm hmm.
3: I just wondered like I was thinking. I was like that mm-hmm. that that scenario popped to my mind. I was like, oh yeah, that there was that point of music because again, I think a lot of times we don't realize how music is what we know now is pretty advanced for like this modern time mm-hmm. of our era of our existence yeah. on this world.
1: So, yeah, like almost oh, there's I think there's seven. I have a book on it. I yeah. pull out. Um, there's like seven different main words that are yeah, used for worship, and very few of them have to do anything with music right. all of their are action oriented mm-hmm. and so you know that's why the highest form of worship is obedience because it is the action it is that action and the aligning yourself with god's will and his desires that produces mm-hmm. the worship like you know totally and everything that he lays forth in and the sacrifices and everything, all of those things are our worship and they are obedience. They are bringing something in it's something ugh, I can't remember what it was you say, Dad, but um the Torah is very hands-on. It's very mm-hmm. practical. It is extremely pragmatic. It's it's things that you do. And um and so it, it's important to not get caught up in ethereal side of things and so for someone to think like that you can't have deep experiences in worship because you're just not musical or anything like that it's it's ridiculous on its face like if you're that person then just stop stop being that person and realize that (laughs) music has nothing to do with your worship it 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 could you know in, in certain circumstances but you can achieve the same worship to your god as any musician out there because again that gold link that shiny link it has been totally flopped to where just as it was in first chronicles the, the music is just the thing that's happening because that that was part of like the temple services as i'm sure you know rico rico could expound on a lot it was just part of the services and um but that was that was not the worship the worship is the obedience and when you obey him you are bringing his glory to earth Literally every time that he speaks something to you and you follow through with it, you do it, you say, here I am, here's my yes, mm-hmm. I will do what you ask me to do. Mm-hmm. That moment, you are obeying him. You are worshiping him in a way that you don't. <sighs> here, here. Sorry, it's, it's all coming to me kind of really, really fast. And I have to process. <laughs> you can be in the middle of a of a musical worship service and if he speaks something to you to do and obey and you don't do it they could play that music all day long yep. you have not worshiped yeah because the obedience was not there
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, why is it yeshua said uh you know well looked at a group of people well when did we serve you well you know uh he who gives a i'm quoting loosely Give a glass of water in my name. Uh, I know you guys have had this. You're standing on the stage, you're, 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 you know, you've been worshiping, you've been playing, you've been singing. Uh for me, you know, I've been teaching and and listening and applying the word is as much worship, mm-hmm. you know, to internalize the spoken word is worship. And I've had people that have, you know somebody just gets up randomly and goes and gets a bottle of water. Let me tell you, they, they did some good worshiping there in my, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, Indeed. you know, I, it, it's about obedience and I go back to Daniel's state, but I, I had to write this one down. Um, the outward expression and the inward engagement praises the outward expression. Worship is the inward engagement. Um, this is where we started guys a couple of weeks ago is people that are involved in the outward expression, but have not inwardly engaged, now, how hard is it to worship? Well, mm. let me give you an example and then I'll get some closing words real quick because we're running out of time. Um, let's say that you are traveling with the Exodus on the side of the road band and you happen to break down next to, a pizza place. And so you decide to go in and get pizza. And you mm-hmm. look at the waitress and you say, um, Could you make sure that there's no pork products on that pizza? Now, all three of us believe in Leviticus chapter 11, the kosher dietary laws. We don't eat pork or shellfish. That's obedience, that's as much worship. As a as it is to to stand and sing with your hands raised for an hour because you have inwardly engaged with his word and that inward engagement is going to bring forth outward expression okay, close it up guys
3: I think I could jump off of that one with the uh, you were talking about praise and I would say that I would leave I leave you guys with. Something that has just totally revolutionized the way I act, especially when I'm under heaviness. Isaiah 61, a garment of praise for a heavy spirit. And that has just totally transformed my outlook on situations. So when it comes to something that's just really heavy going on and I just really don't quite know, uh, Mike just ended with this idea that whole idea of sometimes it could be difficult to say, I'm I'm stopping. I'm just gonna be in worship right at this moment, right now. I'm stopping, and I just need to I need to praise you. And you will be surprised at how far when you go into praise, how much things just feel or a um, a peace that comes over you, knowing that it's just gonna be all right, and that faith and trust in Him, knowing that it's gonna be okay, is almost worth everything when you're in the middle of something that's really heavy. So I would leave you guys with that. And again, email us on purpose at com. We would love to hear from you. If you have anything 100%. that's like this, that'd be amazing to hear from you on this. And especially if you're a musician or you know what, if you're also part of that worship experience and you've been outside in the, uh, a part of a revival or been in a grocery store and broke out into worship, we'd love to hear about it. That'd be amazing. We, know. we talked about it last week, but, um,
4: in the environment of worship uh, if it is involving music sometimes in order to engage you do have to get out of your, com- your comfort zone uh, and i talked about how you know if you are having trouble entering worship sometimes change your posture i'll reiterate that again mm-hmm. um, don't always sit on that back pew or that back row Make a choice to engage and you might be surprised that when you make a move to meet the father, he'll come to meet you Mm -hmm. in a way that is very unexpected. Uh, So I challenge you to try it out. If you are typically one of those people that's hanging out in the hallways talking or in the back row or um, Mike does a great teaching on uh, lifting hands, if you will, changing your posture uh, Mm -hmm. and what that looks like. Uh, So a little bit of a tangent, but. That's what I think I would leave you with.
1: Yeah. No, that, that's good. That's a that kind of type. As not what I was gonna say. Of, uh, um, I, I seem to remember there was a study done where how habits kind of lock you in to mm. um, to non growth in your brain even. And so something as simple as if you enter the grocery store and you you go to the right first, if every single time. If you enter in and go to the left first and kind of change up your routine, that is that is helping your brain grow because you're doing something a little different than you would normally do. And so between all these things we're talking about, um, like you're saying, Ryan, just changing the posture, but also whether it's music, whether it's prayer, whether it's scripture reading or um, just time and silence and trying to receive uh, just something from him to obey him in. do one of those things, do the thing of those four. That you would consider yourself the weakest in, and practice that this week because that will that will help your spiritual growth, and it will help your worship to where when you do any of those things, it's going to be magnified because the one that you're quote unquote weakest in is becoming stronger.
2: You never know what happens when you do something like that. I mean, you might find the plans that he has for you, for good, not for evil, to give you a hope and a future. So live your life on purpose. Till next week, guys. Been fun. See you then. We'll see you. You alone hear my every prayer. You're the God who's all.